Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. I'm Governor Gary Herbert. On Veterans Day, America pauses to honor every service member who has ever worn one of our nation's uniforms. Because of the pandemic, this year's Veterans Day will be unlike any other in recent memory. While we cannot come together, I urge all Utahns to take steps to honor and to thank veterans for their service. Call a relative who served or reach out to a veteran in your neighborhood. And by the way, display the American flag with gratitude. And thank you for honoring our veterans. And that uh, Governor Gary Herbert uh, with his Veterans Day message today and uh, a happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans, uh, to their families, uh, to all those who stand in the cause of freedom and uh, who make such great sacrifices at home and abroad uh, to make sure that we are free. And uh, as I think that through, as I think about that uh, on a day like today, uh, it, it should be much more than just a day that we really think about uh, our veterans and their families. And there's there's so much that needs to be done in terms of improving how we work with our veterans uh, when they return, uh, those that return healthy and those that do not. And whether that's uh, physical challenges or whether that's mental and emotional challenges, uh, whatever that might be, uh, it is up to us to stand with them. And I think the most important signal uh, that we need to, and you, you've heard me talk about this before, uh, as Americans, we often say we stand on the shoulders of giants. And more often than not, those shoulders belong to a veteran. Those brave women and brave men uh, who go into harm's way, who stand for freedom, who do good in a host of different scenarios around the world, uh, often with little thanks far from the cameras and the spotlights, uh, that's where it really happens. And the reason we can stand on their shoulders is because they were willing to square them. Uh, we live in this day where shoulders shrugging, pointing fingers, placing blame uh, is the name of the game. And if we really want to honor veterans on Veterans Day, uh, we need to square our shoulders, take responsibility, and do things different. Uh, and I hope you'll find some creative ways to uh, be involved on Veterans Day today. You can uh, send your thoughts to, right uh, to us here at the studio uh, on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Uh, use the hashtag KSL Veterans. Tell us those stories. We want to hear those. Uh, many of you know I was up in North Ogden last week uh, for a kickoff to their <laughs> 11-day celebration of Veterans Day up in North Ogden City. It's uh, It's an amazing thing. Uh, but our friends that follow the frat flag North Ogden 
did something really cool. You should go to their social media pages, their Facebook page. They have been telling the stories uh, of our veterans. And I wanted to share one of these stories with you today as part of our celebration. Uh, this is the story of World War II veteran Master Sergeant Casey Kunimura, uh, who was uh, uh, had a fascinating story. Uh, take a listen to this. They asked me about where my loyalty is, why I feel the way I do about my country. And I'll tell you this, my country, right or wrong, my country. I learned that my citizenship had been taken away. I got a change in my draft card. Look at it, what does it say? 4F. 4F. I was not a citizen, no longer a citizen of this country. Enemy alien was my draft, my classification. But one day, I opened up my mailbox and I get a notification from a draft board that says, your classification has changed. You are now 1A. All of a sudden, I find out I'm a 100% American citizen. It happened just like that. Just like that. That was before, you know, 442nd. The 442nd was in Europe. We went into southern France, the uh, European invasion. I feel good about having done what we did and how well we, my unit served. It's the most decorated unit in the history of the United States military. And that unit, like I say, to a man, I think, didn't take a backward step. Uh, great, uh, great stories of our veterans. Again, you can go up to uh, Follow the Flag North Ogden. Uh, they've done uh, just some great video work there with some of our veterans telling their stories. Great way to honor veterans on Veterans Day. And uh, we're going to step aside for our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, our good friend Jenny Taylor is going to join us to introduce a new podcast she is doing with Michelle Scharf uh, called Relentlessly Resilient. Uh, great thing for our military. Great thing for each one of us. You don't want to miss us. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Boyd Matheson. Uh, welcome on this Veterans Day. Uh, sometimes that distant land of freedom does seem like a long way away, uh, but it's that resilience, that ability to come together, to lift one another's burdens, to heal our divisions. Uh, all of that is part of the resiliency that makes America extraordinary. Very pleased to have joining us on the program today our good friend Jenny Taylor. Uh, she is uh, part of the North Ogden community that is just awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get. I love hearing you <laughs> brag about North Ogden all the time. I can't wait till the pandemic clears up and your triple dog dare can be taken by more people to just come visit and feel, feel uh, just the, the amazing love of America going on up here. Uh, it really, it really is great. I want honorary uh, citizen status status yeah. for North Ogden. Uh, but I'm uh, sure I can make you a pin. <laughs> okay, we're we're on. Uh, you you're busy as always. Uh, Gold star spouse uh, working uh, with the army as the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, appointed back in January 2020. Uh, and then, just because you don't have enough to do, uh, you are launching a new podcast, new KSL podcast, uh, with our good friend Michelle Scharf, uh, talking about resiliency. Tell us about it. Yes, it is so exciting. You know, I love hearing what you're talking about veterans, and it's Veterans Day, and we often ask someone, you know, do you know any veterans? Thank a veteran. And that's great, but the real question is, do you know anything about a veteran? And and we can all look at people and say, well, what is resilience? Do you know anyone who's resilient? But do you really know their story and what it is they've been through? It's easy from the outside to look at people and say, oh, they're so strong. They've survived this or that. I could never do that. But what Michelle and I are trying to do with this podcast is give both military and civilian populations a chance to tell their story. The hard things they've been through, the struggles they faced. We try to keep it really real but then what tools have you found? What people or resources have you leaned on that have helped you keep putting one foot in front of the other? And it's just been so much fun and just really amazing to hear people's stories and kind of jaw-dropping to say, wow, how did you ever make it through that? And yet you did. Yeah. You made it through that ever that hard thing, which means maybe I can make it through my hard thing because that person made it through their hard thing. And connecting humans through telling these stories that look very different on the surface but I'm of the opinion most of us are living the exact same story if you scrape the details away. Yeah. We all have a once upon a time. We all really want to live happily ever after. And we all have a lot of ups and downs in the middle. Yeah. And when we share those stories and come together, then you know, we strengthen each other and, and learn to be resilient. I don't think resilience is a passive thing. Yeah, oh, that's that's so true. And I, I, I think it was uh, General Patton who said it's it's not how high you soar, but how high you bounce when you hit bottom. Uh, that is, <laughs> that the, is a great way to put it. The real test there. And I love that you're telling these stories because it is, it, it creates that opportunity for courageous vulnerability, uh, for real authenticity. I want to play a quick uh, clip from the podcast to give people a little sense and feel and flavor for it. And then we'll, uh, we'll jump back in. We can both be real and raw. Like yeah. I think sometimes we make the mistake in our efforts to be positive and, and forward thinking that we gloss over the hard. And and that doesn't do any of us any good. Let's talk about being resilient. Yeah. Resilience like a muscle that you have to work out. Resilience like a choice you have to make every day. Not like I'm sitting here smiling and laughing less than two years after my husband died because I'm just naturally better at that. Right. But because it's of choices choice. we're making mm -hmm. and tools we're learning to use. That's right. Tools that can be other people, tools that can be strategies, uh, ways to process your thoughts. You know, that, that Facebook group can become a place where you can vocalize the ricochet that's in your mind. We want to talk about not just being resilient. We want to be relentless right. in our resilience. 
So I, I want to have you weigh in just a little bit on uh, this interesting coming together. Uh, you and Michelle Scharf, uh, many people know Michelle for all that she's done in the uh, political world. Uh, she is one of those fierce fighters uh, who is loyal and who just pushes it through, but someone who's also experienced loss in a significant way, the loss of her husband, John, which was really kind of the point where you two came together for this. Yeah, it's a funny thing because a couple of years ago, we didn't even know each other. Uh, She and my husband, like you said, were both involved with politics. They had several common friends. They knew each other through some social media associations. And when Michelle's husband died in the summer of 2018, my husband was in Afghanistan. And he wasn't, of course, able to come to the funeral services and things for Michelle's husband, John. And he wanted to think of something he could do, maybe show his respects and pay tribute, let Michelle know he was thinking of her family at that difficult time. And so he took an American flag and hiked up on top of one of the mountains in Afghanistan where he was and unfurled that flag and held it from left to right in his arms, took a beautiful picture and then gave that flag to Michelle. And a lot of people that have seen either mine or Michelle's social media pages have probably seen that photo of Brent on the mountain with the flag, but not everybody knows that's the story behind it. And so Brent flew that flag, he folded it in a beautiful triangle, put it in the box, uh, sent it home to me to then get to this lady, Michelle Sorth, that I didn't even know her. Um, Then, unexpectedly, three months later, my own husband died, Brent died, and that flag kind of got lost in the shuffle. I forgot that I had it. I forgot he had sent it to me and asked me to give it to her until several months later when I was cleaning through some things in my bedroom. And in Brent's nightstand, I found this flag in the box with a photo of John Scharf and a nice certificate and letter for Michelle explaining that the flag had been flown in her honor for her family. So I didn't know her. I didn't have her phone number. I reached out to her on social media and sent her a photo of that flag. And I said, I think this is your flag. And that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship where we got together to exchange that flag and the memories associated with it. And, you know, we laughed together and we cried together. And several months down the road, she said, hey, I I want to start a podcast and give people a chance to share their experiences of being resilient and overcoming and trying one day after another. And it's kind of just taken on a life of its own from then. I don't think either of us set out for it to happen, really. It just kind of organically began, and, and we both just started running with it. Oh, and, and that's how all great things happen. <laughs> uh, and that is, my, <laughs> that is my favorite picture of your husband, Brent, uh, was standing with that American flag there in Afghanistan uh, in honor of Michelle Scharf and uh, the passing of her husband, John. Uh, it, it's an extraordinary podcast. I encourage you to check it out at kslpodcast.com. <laughs> And uh, especially on this Veterans Day, uh, Jenny, we appreciate you taking some time to join us. And we're looking forward uh, to this podcast with you and Michelle. Again, Relentlessly Resilient is the podcast, kslpodcast.com. This will change your day. It'll change the way you look at things. And especially on Veterans Day, a great chance uh, to do that. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Have a great day. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a final break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about our veterans and uh, those who stand in harm's way and those who continue to serve today, why and how we can honor them best. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.
On this Veterans Day, uh, earlier today, uh, President Donald Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, and their spouses uh, went to Arlington National Cemetery, to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, to uh, lay a wreath and pay respects on Veterans Day, a long-held tradition by presidents of both political parties, uh, because it's not a political day. Uh, It is a day to honor our veterans and their sacrifice and their service. And I wanted to spend just a, a minute today. I love Arlington National Cemetery. It is one of my favorite places uh, to to just go and walk and wander. And uh, it's such a powerfully still place. Uh, it is quiet there, uh, but there is real power there uh, at Arlington. When you look at those who gave the last full measure of devotion, uh, many who were veterans uh, and passed in later years, uh, but the the feeling and sense you get there in terms of the price of freedom, uh, just as it says on the uh, monument on the Washington Mall, that freedom is not free. It's never free. And our veterans are the ones who step up and stand out and do the, the hard work and hef- heavy lifting of freedom around the world. And it's so important for us to reflect and remember one of my favorite uh, things I was able to do as a chief of staff in Washington, D.C., is we had uh, a connection uh, through the Senate office uh, with the old guard. Uh, the old guard is filled with the sentinels, and those are the the men and women who uh, stand and march uh, at the Tomb of the Unknown. And this is not an ordinary group of individuals. Uh, they are the top 1% of the top 1%, uh, and their training is rigorous Their preparation is exact uh, because everything they do gives honor to those who gave all. And so there just simply cannot be uh, any any error or uh, anything. So uh, I was able to go down. They they actually have their uh, their barracks. They they meet underneath uh, the amphitheater there at uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. But their preparation is just unbelievable. And to go down and see. Uh, these sentinels, as they prepared, uh, spending literally, this is not an exaggeration, hours shining their shoes, uh, making sure that their uniforms are exactly right, tailored. They do their own sewing. They make sure that the distance between each of their, uh, their badges or pins is exactly right. Uh, of course, the number of steps they take as they're out there on, what they, on the mat, uh, as they walk back and forth, 21 steps, 21 seconds, Uh, back and forth, and and all of that to be just exact. There is a code they memorize. There are pages of preparation, and it's not one of those assignments you just kind of roll into work for. Uh, You show up early, and you you get ready and prepared, and and then it's interesting because uh, it's not just like, hey, you got the 9 o'clock shift. Uh, The the leader will go and and look at two or three of them, look them in the eyes, inspect them uh, top to bottom, left to right, and then decide who will have the honor uh, to pay honor uh, by marching there in front of the Tomb of the Unknown. If you ever want to see some really fascinating stuff, just go online, just Google the Sentinels, uh, the Old Guard, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier uh, there at Arlington National Cemetery, and you will see preparation that you can't believe. I remember one time, one time I was there, we were down underneath, and one of the Sentinels had just come off of duty, and it had been raining, and as he was uh, kind of exhaling a little bit uh, after his time, uh, he looked down and, of course, saw that his shoes were very rain-soaked and spotted. And he 
kind of casually said, "Oh, it's going to be a it's going to be an hour or so shoe shine tonight." And his commander, without missing a beat, and heart attack serious, said, "Oh no, it's going to be much more than that. It will be two or three hours shining his shoes to be ready for the next day." Uh, and just that commitment uh, to honor those who fight for freedom, those who stand up in defense of freedom, uh, home and abroad. Uh, and today I definitely want to give a, a big shout out uh, to the families of our veterans uh, who often in quiet and unheralded ways carry such a heavy responsibility uh, because they don't just stand with our veterans. Sometimes they have to stand for our veterans. Uh, and help them get the the health care, the medical care, the the psychological care that they need. And we all need to do that. Uh, I love that Jenny Taylor and Michelle Scharf are, are talking about, hey, it's not enough. It's not enough to know a veteran. You have to know about a veteran. You have to know their story. You have to understand what they've done, where they've been, and why. Uh, when we understand why, uh, to me, that's the really powerful principle in all of this as it relates to our veterans. Uh, Somebody once said that it is uh, not the hate for what is in front of them, uh, but the love for what's behind them that makes a soldier truly extraordinary. And I think that's true of all those veterans uh, here in the United States of America uh, who, again, are willing to do that tough stuff uh, far away from the spotlight uh, and in some really difficult circumstances, and we are so grateful to them. So we, we challenge you today uh, to get on social media, to use all of your platforms, all your connections, and all your conversations today. Make sure you include, even in those casual conversations today, something about our veterans and uh, what freedom really means and who's really willing uh, to step up and do that. And I'm just here to tell you, you do not defend freedom uh, with an angry social media post about your candidate winning or losing an election. You don't do that by demonizing uh, those who maybe have different political views than you. Uh, That's not how you do it. If you want to honor a veteran today, uh, put down your verbal assault weapon, uh, put down your Twitter rant, uh, and go meet a veteran, go find a veteran, go serve a veteran, go serve their families, and uh, strive to make a difference in a different way. Uh, Because the reality is, is the that no no military victory can be so decisive, no super weapon can be so destructive as to end once and for all the lust for power in some people and whatever grievance or deranged ideologies might propel them toward power. Uh, evil does reinvent itself, it seems, uh, even as it constantly poses a danger to freedom. And so that makes Veterans Day a really important and poignant time to ponder and reflect and give thanks. Uh, We're in a really great place in this country. I encourage you to go to uh, the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services and check out our entire program today focused on our extraordinary veterans. Uh, And then I want you all to remember, especially today, on Veterans Day, that we honor best those who have served this country by standing for freedom and standing as one together today. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and today, do something for a veteran that will make a difference. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.